She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode and we have Christopher Burns with us and we are so excited. He just finished a 21 day water fast. So we're going to get you that. So exciting. So we're going to get to hear all about the experience, all of the fun, all of the worst times. So Christopher, welcome. Oh man. Thanks for having me here, Chantel. And I'm stoked for everyone who's tuning into the listener right now, who's who's listening and seeking a, a breakthrough in life, that's what I stand for. I stand for breaking through whatever challenges, limiting beliefs, things that are holding us back. And I just really, I, I quest that everyone around us becomes their best selves, their highest selves on this journey and uses our gifts to serve others and, to, you know, just live our, our purpose for God in this life. So I want people to really just have an open mind because, you know, if you're listening to this, and you're saying 21 day fast, heck no, I can't even do 24 hours, right? Yeah. So someone might say, I can't even go a full day. That's okay. But listen to what he went through. And I personally, uh, the longest fast I've done is eight days on water. I did a seven day water fast, seven day smoothie fast and juices, and then another seven day just fruits and vegetables. And it was a living nightmare, like absolutely the worst. <laughs> it's funny that I'm like a fasting specialist because I I can do it, but I don't do it in a, I'm not like the lovely faster. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is cakewalk. This is easy. I mean, I am miserable. So I want you to walk me through number one, what caused you to do the fast, first of all, and tell us all about the ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. So I am currently, I have a, I have a current uh, eight-week-old daughter, okay? And I went into this fast at five weeks old. She was around five weeks old. And I had been fasting consistently weekly, one day, 24-hour fast for about four months. I've done a handful of fasts and three-day fasts, water only in my life, like five. And uh, I was looking for seeking a breakthrough with my relationship with God. You know, I, wa I wanted to experience his presence in my life. I wanted to have a breakthrough in my relationship with my wife, with my daughter, relating to her as the the beautiful gift and sacred being that she is and not have any uh, of the selfishness. I was I was really dealing with some, some selfishness, some um, arrogance, some pride, and I can definitely dive into some of that stuff, but uh, entitlement, you know, like of, of being a father. And before this beautiful baby came into my world, I was very in my own lane, doing things when I wanted, how I wanted. And uh, I, I was doing this one day fast. And the next day, as I, I, I usually start them at, at nighttime, 5.30 on a Saturday and go till Sunday, 5.30. And the next day, I just saw a video, a 21 day fast video come up. And I was like, well, I ain't going to do 21 days, but I'll do like three, you know, it feels like a good season to do three, maybe, maybe five, you know? And then that was on Sunday. Uh, I started on uh, August 16th. And then on Sunday, had that kind of watched some videos like, oh, that's cool. It's powerful. Let's have a let's have a transformational experience uh, with God showing up in my life. And then on Tuesday, by Tuesday, I was like, man, I'm already going to do like five days. Why don't I go seven? And seven turned into, well, I'm already doing seven days. Why don't I just do 21? <laughs> like, let's go. That's the magic number, right? And uh, I did not go into this 
being in ketosis. I had had a ton of carbs the like leading up to that. Um, I was not like prepared body wise to go through this, but I knew I'd done three day fasts and I'm an overall healthy guy. Started around 186 pounds, you know, lots of muscle and ended around what 163, something like that. So lost like uh, 20, 23 pounds. I, re- I lost those pounds. I didn't release them. You might hear in the, you know, new age terminology and NLP that you release the weight because if you lose it, then you try to go find it again, right? Like that's it's kind of like a play on words there. I lost that weight. I wanted to go get that back. I want that weight back. I want my 20 pounds of muscle back now. Um, and so I, I ended a couple of days ago, by the way, for context. But yeah, I was I was, uh, I was just going into it saying, I, I really want to break through in life. I want to break through in my relationship with God. I want to break through in career. I felt like there was this ceiling over me that I, I wasn't able to to get more success and impact in the last 10 years of being an entrepreneur. And I was like, what's happening? You know, what, God, what is, what is preventing me from being the light, the vessel that you put me here to be? And I really, I, I keep going back to this. It's a big theme for me is, is the pride, is the arrogance, is the ego. And Chantel, I'm not a boastful, you know, like aggressive type of person. I'm, I'm clear on what I want. And you know, like I, I go for my goals, but I'm not this person who like domineers and, you know, narcissistic sociopath, anything like that. I'm, I'm, I'm kind. I love people feeling good. If anything, I'm a people pleaser, a nice guy. And, um, like I just, I found that I had to grow through this aspect of myself to be able to serve God more. But there was the, this hidden pride of being a nice guy, of being someone who makes people feel amazing and kind of, getting walked on at times, but then also in my own personal life, very, um, you know, like doing things how I want, when I want. And if my wife brought our baby Sophia to me when I like wasn't planning it and it felt like out of control, out of my control, uh, it just totally threw me off. And I was like, this is not the way a father is supposed to be. I'm supposed to give my life to this child and be responsible for her and see her as a gift. And of course, there's natural thoughts that come up. But uh, I really, I knew that there was some more inner work that had to be done. But that, that's really why I started the, the fast, the 21-day fast, and what I really wanted to get out of it. You guys, I'm so excited. We are doing a free masterclass for you. It's actually on nontoxicfamily.com slash masterclass. That's nontoxicfamily.com slash masterclass. And it's going to be all about how to get rid of your gut infections, how to get rid of parasites. If you have painful digestion, if you're suffering from poor sleep, if you've got constant exhaustion, massive joint pain, or skin issues, then you need to get rid of the parasites that are holding your body hostage. I'm going to tell you right now, you're thinking, I don't have parasites. I don't have parasites. Yes, you do. I have Crystal with me. Crystal, tell them your joke. Yeah. If you have a pulse, then you have a parasite or more. And the thing about parasites is they're sneaky. And even if they came back negative on a stool test that you did before, that doesn't matter. They can still be present. And so on this masterclass, we're going to teach you all the tips and tricks that you might have heard of, but didn't know how to use, like diatomaceous earth, pumpkin seed protocols, garlic and berberine and black walnut, because you can't do all of these things, but you need to select a few that work for you. So we're going to go through all of that in this masterclass. All right. And my son created a new site. It's called Non-Toxic Family. And if you're not following, go to nontoxicfamilynow.com. 
or on Facebook at a non-toxic family, you'll see my son. He does all these great videos on how to be healthy. They're really great. And we actually put the free masterclass on this site. So it's nontoxicfamily.com slash masterclass and sign up for free. Look forward to seeing you guys. So I wrote a book called Fasting to Freedom, and it's actually a biblical book on everything that the Bible says about fasting and everything I've learned about fasting. If you've ever wanted a book about biblical fasting, I spent a lot of time and a lot of energy just really hearing from God, but it's called Fasting to Freedom. And I talk about, I compare the power of fasting to scuba diving. So I live in Virginia Beach, and if you stand on the shore and look at the water, it's brownish black, and it's really hard to see below the surface. But when you dive deep beneath the surface, everything changes. And even though I've never been scuba diving, I've been snuba diving. And the difference is you just don't go down as, as deep as you do with scuba diving. And snuba diving is actually a combination of snorkeling and scuba diving. And what it is, is it basically is where, you know, if you look underneath and you go, at, when I went snuba diving, you find the rare fish and the animals and the plants and things that you never even knew about. And I felt like the fish whisperer because they would come close to me and you see the tropical fish, the coral reefs, you see the shells and all these different amazing fish. And everything comes alive. Like if you're standing on the shore, you can't see things. That's what fasting does. Fasting does that for your spirit. Your body is hungry, but your spirit is sharp and everything comes into focus. So I basically just relate that to if I want clarity on something, I can really see God in a magical way. Have, do you feel that when you're fasting? Totally, totally. My My mental sharpness was like, on point, you know, I was able to do business and focus on conversations and just be very precise and concise and effectively communicate, do work. So my my mental function was was awesome. I prayed. My goal was to pray 90 minutes a day. Uh, so 33, 30 minute blocks. And that looked different in, in every day. Right. Like it. And I, I know that might be unreasonable for some people. Thankfully, I, I have a very flexible schedule as an entrepreneur and and working from home. But, uh, I, you know, 30 minutes of reading the Bible and 90 minutes of prayer a day was my intention. And I hit it most days, got to, you know, about an hour, probably half the days. And uh, that was a profound shift for me because most of my life in the last year really is when I became uh, a Christian, a Christ follower. It's not about religion for me. It's about, you know, a relationship with God, the Holy Spirit and Jesus. And um, I, I've been pursuing that intentionally in like hardcore, you know, I want, I want God's presence in my life and I don't want to be a stranger to him. I want to know him and have him lead me versus the, the me trying to figure things out on myself. Cause I've, I've done that for a decade or so plus, and it didn't work for me, you know? And, uh, so I was, I was seeking him and, uh, in the spirit, I learned that like, you can't get it wrong if you have the intention to like sit down and, and get closer to God. Right. And you can't, you can't pray wrong. You can't like do it wrong if you have a sincere intention of how could I how can I pray? Who can I pray for? Um, what what do I want to shift for myself? What do I want to shift for my loved ones? And kind of just keep coming to it new from a blank slate, you know, like a like a child. That childlike wonder is something that Jesus talks about. Is like if if you can be like 
a little child in your mind, in how you relate to God and how you relate to me as Jesus, you know, um, that that's going to give you the freedom to really feel, to really have your heart move, your soul move, and ultimately your spirit move, you know? So for me, it's like in that fasting, I, I, I was willing to give and give up one of the most important things, the things that we hold sacred as human beings, right? Which is food. Uh, and there are lots of addictions in this world. There's lots of things trying to take our attention. Uh, I've been a very, had, had a very addictive personality in my life. I love to go all in on the things that I love and do, whether it was video games or business or watching things. And even, you know, like oh, I'm an open book as well, struggling with things like porn for years and uh, caffeine. It's like, these are all things that we we deal with. And a lot of people find it taboo or challenging to talk about, but I think it's because we try to suppress it and pretend like it doesn't exist. That's the reason why it totally eats at us and eats at the the bedrock of our our humanity, being human beings and being connected with one another. And so for me, I wanted to take on this addictive aspect of me. Uh, and with food, it really, it, like food is a drug. Food, food is a, a comfort to us. And there's lots of healthy food that can make us feel good and even if it's healthy, we can still turn to it as the source, as an idol for our comfort, for our hope, for our peace. And that's, I, I've done that again and again and again in all the different kind of lots of different things, worldly things, 3D things, um, but not making God the, the you know, provider of that hope, of that, that coping strategy. And so through this 21 day challenge, I set up these times to pray and I learned to lean into that instead of trying to cope with old strategies that don't work as well, right? I love learning as well. That can be an addiction to go just continuously quest on, on social media or on YouTube for more information regarding what you want to know about. That can be a escape from dealing with your pain, from dealing with the shame. Uh, and, you know, there's lots of people who are wanting to release weight and become healthier. And there might be that last, you know, 20 pounds or whatever that they're still holding on to, but there's there's, it's not just the 20 pounds. It's a deeper thing than that. It's a, it's a deeper emotional wound, a trauma, whether it was abuse, whether it was, you know, being abandoned, whether it was just not feeling enough, not feeling worthy. Uh, I know I've struggled with things like trying to prove my worthiness and prove my enoughness, pr prove my smartness to, to entrepreneurs, you know, to try to be like the top dog entrepreneur to, to my dad, to myself, to my wife, to social media. So yeah, the, the big thing is we all have these addictions and it's important that we get underneath what's really happening and identify that, identify the healing that gets to take place and how to uproot that, how to, how to heal that, how to get to the core root of what is causing that pain. And it's not through coping strategies. I've found that the, the pathway to do that is, is really God. God is the one who can heal that pain permanently, but we get to seek him and we get to be willing to give up the things that are keeping us comfortable and feeling good, even if it's just a temporary Band-Aid. Well, I attended church my entire life, and I never even heard the word fasting when I was at church. It wasn't yeah. until I was in my late 20s, and when I finally heard about it, and I started learning about fasting and seeing all the breakthroughs that were happening in people's lives, I thought, hey, this is something I definitely want to try. And the example that I say is that it really, fasting allows me to kind of tune into God's voice in the Christian walk. And so we have a radio station called Caleb here. It's on 90.7.
and I'm in Virginia Beach, but when I drive to Richmond to visit my sister, I can't hear the station anymore. It seems like all you get is static. And that happens to us as Christians. Like we just get busy and preoccupied with life and we feel like we just can't hear God's voice anymore. And fasting is like putting spiritual antennas on your ears and you're tuned into God's station. It's like instead of, you know, 94 the 94.9 the point or WPTE it's kind of, or WTKR it's kind of like WGOD it's like <laughs> are yeah. listening and tuning in to God's radio and until one one of the things I would I just want to celebrate about you and and for you listening or watching right now like man you make amazing metaphors, analogies, pictures, right? You, you like you talk about scuba, scuba diving. You talk about these antenna in your other episodes. I know you like you just really relate things to people so that they can understand. I just I love how you educate and show people uh, through 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 your words. It's like so awesome. So I know anyone who who tunes into your podcast episodes is so blessed to like get that, you know, and and just the perspective. I'm sure you have a. I know you have a lot of technical like people on your show and to be able to relate it in common terms is, is just really a gift and uh, such a huge asset to anyone who tunes in. So just want to celebrate you for that. It's, it's powerful. Well, thank you. And, you know, one thing I, I, I've heard people say all the time to me about fasting and they say, well, I don't think I can fast from food, but I will fast from Facebook or I'll fast from this or that. And my thing is, is that the word fast in the Bible comes from the Hebrew word sum, T-S-U-M, literally meaning to cover your mouth. And in the Greek, it's nestus, which means not, and estia, which means to eat. So it means not to eat. So it's like, okay, the Bible says fasting is not eating. So everyone's like, well, I'll just fast Facebook or I'll fast movies or I'll fast this. What What's your opinion on that? Yeah, no, fasting is biblical. There are multiple commandments in the Bible to fast and multiple people who fasted, you know, the King David, David fasted, right? When he was like full of that sin, he felt awful and he fasted to get connected with God and and be forgiven for his sin with Bathsheba. Uh, Daniel fasted, you know, like there's there's so many, even uh, Paul talks about fasting in the in the New Testament as well. So fasting is in there, but like you said, it's so weird that... Um, our, our modern Christian churches and things like that, it's very rare that they talk about it. And I, I think that that part of it is a um, kind of it's it's don't take someone's food is is like if you take someone's food, they're going to get angry. They're going to they're going to get upset. And there's a lot of churches who don't talk about Satan or, you know, other things in the Bible that that could like turn people away because they want to kind of coddle them and have them feel uh, you know, like comfortable and, and even, you know, I, I love, I love Joel Osteen in a lot of ways. Cause he, he's, he's empowering a lot of people. And I think that there's certain times that he doesn't get into the full biblical, you know, narrative. And that's why I, I believe everyone should read the Bible, not just rely on, on your pastor for, for that guidance. Um, but yeah, I, I totally, totally agree that, uh, fasting is biblical. And a lot of people, I think there's a mental block that says, well, I can't fast food. Well, who said, you know, even my wife, like she is one of the healthiest people, just like you, you know, she's healthier than me for sure. Um, eats healthier and, and prefers healthier stuff. Um, and when I told her, like, what do you think about fasting? You know, she's like, I would never do it. Like my body needs the glucose. She has all these things about her brain and needing, needing the food and things like that. And as a woman, it's different. And, 
you know, evolution, all these things. And uh, so we've had many discussions about it. And whenever I do it, she's very supportive as much as possible. Then, and she was she was actually very upset when I took on this 21 day fast. She was extremely upset because we have a brand new baby and she needs me energetically present and available. And I felt the calling of God to to pursue this. Right? It wasn't it wasn't ego. It wasn't I'm trying to prove that I can do it for 21 days. I was like, I really felt called in my spirit to like to grow and to to build my relationship with Him and. She was crying. She, I actually, so I'll, I'll share. I did some uh, electrolytes throughout the probably like past day or two or three because you got to replenish that stuff. And I don't know if it's the type of magnesium I got or what, but you know, I had a lot of diarrhea throughout the um, throughout the fast, and uh, I I think that that is not good, right? There's something in there because if you're just drinking water, like you shouldn't have any kind of bowel movements. Right. But something in the supplements that I was taking was causing me to have bowel movements. And I don't like, I didn't want to have bowel movements. I just wanted to have my bowels rest and, and colon rest and things like that. And I think part of the weakness that my body had, because my mind was sharp, but my body was just so weak. I, I worked out probably like two or three times. I went once to the gym in the first week. And then I did like two more runs a, a week apart, you know, after that. In the past day 14, I did not do any kind of working out because my body was just devastated. It was exhausted. It was, you know, like if someone's operating having heavy machinery or has to use their body for work, you really have to dedicate a time like on vacation or something like that to really have a sabbatical and quest to to build this relationship with God or or do this fast in my experience um, for me, you know, but I was, I was blessed to not have to do very much heavy stuff. But, um, you know, I, I fainted multiple times, you know, not like completely to the ground and like lost consciousness, but I fell into the wall multiple times. I, I have a. I was in sitting down, getting up from the bed, and going to the bathroom. And uh, our we have a, you know, toilet paper roll that's in the wall. And I, I, I like lost my like lost the consciousness a bit and fainted and fell into it and it fell out. And meanwhile, my my wife's like looking for every reason to talk me out of doing this fast. <laughs> and I'm like, she heard something I know, but she didn't see it because she's in another room on the bed. And I'm like, oh, shoot, let's <laughs> put it back in. And it's like, it's sticking out of the wall, all broken. And uh, I'm like, oh, man. You let know. me tell you what I would say to that, because my mom is anti-fasting, too. Yeah, yeah. She's just like, I don't think it's good, blah, blah, blah. And so we'll just go back and forth. And it's like, it's your mom, blah, blah, blah. So here's what I would say if someone says, absolutely not, you shouldn't fast. I say, I believe that fasting needs to be part of your Christian practice. And the Bible backs me up. Fasting is mentioned 77 times in scripture. So Matthew 6 says it talks about all the Christian disciplines. It talks about praying. It talks about giving. It talks about fasting. It says, so when you give to the needy, when you pray, when you fast, it doesn't say if you fast. It says when you fast. So that'd be like someone saying, well, I don't see where it says I should give to it says when you give to the needy, when you pray. Everyone's like, yes, give to the needy. Yes, pray. As soon as you say when you fast, they're like, oh, no, I'm going <laughs> to stop right there. And it it's like Jesus expected us to do all of those things. We should be giving. We should be praying. We should be fasting. And it's not easy. But either is giving is not. Uh, some people it's easier to give. But, sure. you know, even praying like disciplining yourself what you said like 
I know sometimes for me, like I'll pray and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to pray for 20 minutes. And like after five minutes, I'm like, well, I've already said everything. I can't even think of anyone else to pray for. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a there's a Joe Dispenza. I'm sure you've heard of him. Uh, he he. I think he says something where he's like, you know, changing changing your mind. He's very like more new age, but he's like, I don't sit down into into a meditation, or I don't get up from a meditation until I'm a different person than who I sat down as. And I think that's kind of a good good goal as as a you know prayer warrior. You know, someone who's praying is like. Don't get up from praying like the same person that you sat down as, like mm-hmm. expecting the the world to be the same and things to be the same because we are so freaking powerful in our prayers, leveraging the power of the Holy Spirit, leveraging the power and the word of God. Man, like that is that's something to really remember in in our our walk with God and, and connecting with with the spirit, you know, is like we're we're so powerful to change reality through our prayers. So have, have that be a goal. That was a goal for me. And and like I said, it it looked different every time I sat down. I never had one prayer session that was the same, even though I might have a list of people I wanted to pray for and some certain prayers that I would I would do, you know, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I would I would dive into that word word like word for word and line by line to like really get the meaning of that. Like so hallowed be thy name. God, your name is so good. You are so powerful. You are so all loving, you know? And it's like challenge yourself to go deeper into kind of the sentences and, and, a, and a single verse, a single scripture, rather than trying to cover everything. Because I think that that can, can get overwhelming if you just briefly touch on, on everything, you know? I want to talk to you guys about stress for just a second. And I feel like I've been just juggling so many responsibilities, the endless to-do list. And I'm telling you, stress slowly infiltrates your life and it robs you of magnesium. So it's a vital mineral for your body. And it's this vicious stress magnesium deficiency cycle. So it's like number one, stress strikes, then your body loses magnesium then your sleep is kind of plummeted and then more magnesium escapes your body. So I want to tell you magnesium breakthrough, it has seven forms of magnesium, which is really, really important. Most of them have one or two forms. I take two before bedtime every single night. If I forget it, I then can't sleep as well. So if you look at my sleep scores, they are amazing. That is one thing I really have dialed in. And I want you to go to magbreakthrough.com slash wasteaway. Click on wasteaway for 10% off any order. And we have several people for a limited time only that are going to receive special gifts with purchase. So it's only available at magbreakthrough.com slash wasteaway. Yeah, I don't I don't believe that God is growing closer to us when we fast. I believe that we're growing closer to him 100%. when we fast. And, you know, even there's a passage in Luke 5, and he says that, you know, Jesus was talking and he said, John's disciples often fast and pray. And he's like, but yours just go on eating and drinking. And Jesus said, well, he said, can you make friends with the bridegroom fast while he is still with them? He said, but there's a time when the bridegroom will be taken. And in those days, it will be, it will be the time to fast. And what he's saying is like, look, the Pharisees are like, your disciples are not fasting. And look at us. We're fasting, fasting, fasting. 
And he's like, look, I'm with these guys right now. They don't need to fast because guess what? They're right next to me. I'm talking to them. But after I'm gone, they're going to fast so that they can get closer to me and hear from me. That is what's powerful. And so I just have to remind myself like, me fasting really does bring me closer to him. And it's just one of those things, like if you haven't taken it to the next level, I'd love to encourage you guys. Like if you, if you're able to do one day, then just move to two. Start. Just start. Yeah. Yes. It's so good. So now let's talk about the mindset because I can't even imagine what you went through. Mm. You were going through 21 days because I was in like at eight, eight, seven days. I was really tripping on after three days. I was <laughs> break down. But but at least I made it. Like I said, I the longest I've done is eight water. Mm. So what like walk through I, I, like if you were going to coach me, let's let's pretend I was on like day eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like I can't make it anymore. You, you want to try to do that role Let's play with me? Pretend like it. I was on a day eight. Yeah. So my thing would be like, I just, I feel miserable. I've got a headache. I'm just not feeling good. I can't even function. I feel like, you know, there's nothing I can do. I've tried to pray. I still feel terrible. What would you do to try to get me to go longer? Yeah, I would. I would say, like, I hear you. I hear that you're going through all these bodily experiences. And I want you to know, Chantel, that that is exactly what you're supposed to experience. It's it's normal. It's expected. That is par for the course. And I want to also remind you of why you set out to do this in the first place. I mean, you said 21 days. You knew going into this that this would be a, a Herculean ordeal. So why did you start? Why did you, why did you say you want to do 21 days? I feel like because it was something that it it ins- I've seen other people do 21 days and it's inspired me to try to do that 21 days. And I want to, because, so just so you know, when I told you I did the seven day water, then I did seven day uh, smoothie and juice and then seven days of the other. Basically, I had, I had set out to do a 21 day water fast. Yep. What I did was I said, there, I, I'm in complete breakdown. There's no way. So that's when I changed it and said, "Okay, I'll do seven, seven, seven. Does that make sense? Totally, totally. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So you set out to do the 21 day fast, but why? What? What was? Uh, what were you? It was inspiring that other people did it. Yeah, that's surface level. Go deeper. Right. I think it was a breakthrough for me as far as you know. I feel like I've broken through like. Most of my 20s and 30s, I was totally defeated. I was always a slave to food. I'd forever have like a tight grip on me. I lacked clarity. And, you know, I had some doubt when it came to some, you know, important decisions. My health, my thyroid and autoimmune disorders are just a mess. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe if I do this 21 day fast, I, um, you know, could just have a breakthrough. That's kind of the the word that I was coming up for me. Oh, and actually my church, the church was like, um, we're doing a 21 day corporate wide yes. fast. So that's, that's actually what brought it up. And I was like, 
well, the whole now obviously and actually the pastor was like, you, you can decide whatever you want. So like some people fasted just until 6 p.m. and then ate at dinner or mm-hmm. they fasted just breakfast or whatever they did. But the pastor was like, I want everyone to do 21 days. Raise your hand if you want to do it. Yes. <laughs> I am. Yes, yes, yes. And by day seven, I'm in meltdown. Yeah. So uh, I heard a health breakthrough, a uh, commitment and following through breakthrough was really, really big for you as well. So I know, Chantel, that you are a leader and you are someone who leads others and sets the pace and sets the example. How do you think you quitting at mile eight out of 21 is going to influence the people around you? Yeah, I feel like I guess I would say that I was in such meltdown physically that I felt like I just couldn't go on because I was feeling so bad. And the just here's how I justified it. Mm. Um, because I'm taking thyroid, the only medicine I'm on is thyroid medicine. Mm-hmm. And when you're taking thyroid medicine, what I should have done is stop taking the medicine. Mm. If you take thyroid medicine and you try to fast, that's actually what does it. That That's when you just can't do it anymore. So what I should have done after day seven, because now you're taking thyroid medicine. Once you're fasting, your your thyroid moves even faster. Yeah. So what I should have made the decision to do at that point is say, okay, I'm going to stop taking my thyroid medicine. And then I think I could have pushed through for the 21 days. And that's where, where I broke down, mm. taking that decision. I think that's what did it for me. And if I would have not done that, I think I could have pushed through. So let's let's put the thyroid, let's say someone in your position, they still on day eight, still having hesitation, not dealing with the thyroid medication. They, they, they got off of that, right? Do you see anything else that would stop you from completing the 21 days? No, besides that, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, you know, there there is a general discomfort and... You know, you were having this breakdown and stuff. Uh, the other thing that I would recommend, and we're kind of like zooming in and out of in the coaching moment, but uh, the other thing I would recommend is, did you effectively communicate with everyone around you what was going to be happening and how important this 21 days was for you? And did you give yourself adequate adequate space to put everything on pause if needed to be fully focused on this journey? And that's the other thing I didn't. I didn't put work on the back. I was still living my regular life and I was actually working out it. I was working out all seven of those. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's another thing. But, but one of the things I say to people is when they make a commitment to do something and they don't hit that goal, I go back to them and I say, if I paid you $1 million, Mm. I said to you, Mm. if I paid you a million dollars right there, would you have completed your goal? Would you have finished it? And ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, people would say, "Yeah, I would have, I would have completed it for the million dollars. I would have pushed through." So then you have to go back and ask yourself, "Well, if that's the case, what stood in your way?" Yeah, yeah, and and that becomes a point of like an inquiry. And journaling is amazing for this. Like, what is my relationship with my word? Right? Like, what is my relationship with my promises, especially that I make to myself? Because I'm I'm amazing at keeping promises to other people. I, like if there's a calendar appointment, I am there. 
My challenge oftentimes has been when I make something an appointment for myself, I'm more likely to let myself slip on on that and be like, oh, I'll just do it later. You know, oh, it's on, it's on my calendar, but no one's going to know that kind of thing. So number one is I'd get curious, what is your relationship with your promises? And number two is as human beings, we have this ability to, you know, I, I work with a lot of visionaries and helping them manifest their visions, bring their visions to life as a, a fractional CMO, COO, just helping them implement build websites, build the funnels and and take the vision and turn it into reality. And one of the biggest challenges with that is the consistency and the follow through to be able to do those things. And now I'm, I'm naturally gifted with systems, with uh, reverse engineering projects, things like that. But a lot of people aren't. What we have to be able to do sometimes is do the, the, the tough work until we find someone, a co-pilot, an accountability partner, a mentor, someone who we don't want to let down or someone who's just helps us out with places where we're weak, right? We we have to be able to ask for help, Chantel. So many people don't ask for help. They suffer in silence. I suffered in massive silence for the last week of my fast. I watched two to three plus hours a day of food cooking shows on YouTube in the last week of my fast, Right. And it's like, why would I torture myself like that? Burritos and pizza and burgers, like not even healthy stuff. It was like terrible. But that was my coping strategy in a place of feeling exhausted physically, feeling just deflated. You know how you mentioned exactly what you were sharing is just at the point of burnout, breakdown, just overwhelm. And I didn't cope by turning to God and asking for his protection. I didn't turn to a friend and say, I'm struggling with this doing this for a couple hours a day over the last day or two, I'd start to notice a pattern. And I, it's probably going to continue if it's going. Um, I, I didn't ask for help for someone to say, hey, can you sit with me for 30 minutes? Uh, usually at the end of the day is when it happened at 5 p.m., at 6 p.m., at 7 p.m. And just pray with me. Just be there. Just make sure I, I'm not doing stupid stuff and wasting my, leaking my energy into unhealthy coping strategies, right? So going back to the journaling what we also get to do, ask for help, but um, like make the pain of quitting so high and the pleasure and the reward of finishing also so high. We, we like people are motivated by towards pleasure, you know, or away from pain. And so I'm more of a away from pain person. I don't like letting other people down. That motivates me a lot. So I get to say, how are other people going to see me if I quit at day 18? And, you know, in my mind, I was like, there's no freaking way. I told everyone 21 days. I told my, you know, men's groups, like, I am not quitting. There's zero chance, you know? And even Petia, she, my wife, she tried to talk me out of it like three, five times, like sincere conversations coming to me, bawling and crying. And I was like, I'm finishing this, babe. I know you care for me. I know you're looking out for my well-being. And she she actually, like, didn't let me drive past, like, day 10. She's like, you are fainting? <laughs> it is not safe. <laughs> I was like, I'm good. As long as I don't get up from the bed really quickly or, you know, stand up quick, like, I don't have an issue. Um, but she's like, nope, not a chance. I'm driving you everywhere, you know, with with the baby and her her mom who's in town uh, from Czech Republic. So it was it was fun. It was a cool adventure. But she was super supportive. But that that's super key to have the pain of failure be so high and you you get clarity on that. You journal about it, who you're going to let down, what it's going to mean for your future. If, you know, I, I follow this guy, Vlad Savchuk. I'm not sure if you're, you're familiar with him. He's over in uh, Washington, very, very powerful, uh, you know, preacher, leader, evangelist. And he was sharing how years ago he was at, I think, day 17 or 18. 
And he like fainted in the shower because he was in there for like 40 minutes taking a super hot shower. And he used that as an excuse to say, this is not safe. And he quit his 21 day fast at day 17, 18 as, as the pastor. And he regretted that. He didn't take on like a 21 day fast again for I think like five, six, seven years. And then I think just a couple of years ago, like three or four years ago, he he's like, this is holding me back. I stopped short of, you know, like giving God my everything. And I used this excuse. I cheated myself out of this accomplishment, out of this achievement and the 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 identity that would be created with it. And he had regrets about it. And so he took on the 21 day challenge again. And now he's he does it like every year because he's just a he's a awesome leader and uh, just setting that pace. But I think that's another thing is like whether it's a 21 day water fasting challenge or anything that we take on, the more times we let ourselves off the hook, that's going to reinforce that identity that we don't finish what we start. And that's one of the worst things that we can do for ourselves to be a happy, successful, joyful, impactful leader in this world, Chantel. I love that. And, you know, it boils down to this. The main reason that people don't fast is because it's really, really hard. Yeah. And everyone is like, well, that's not easy, so I'm not going to do it. But nothing good in life comes easy. If you want a good marriage, it's going to require hard work. If you want to have a great career, it's a lot of hard work. And you get the point. We live in a in a world where it is literally shortcuts, magic pills, and secret sauces. And mm -hmm. Everyone I know who is successful at anything has had major trials and major struggles. And so if you've tried it before and you haven't been able to do it and you've had a bunch of setbacks, just don't give up. I mean, you shouldn't you shouldn't give up if you've tried it. I've done a ton of fasting. It's still not easy for me. I suggest that you continue to listen to podcasts like this on a regular because these kind of things motivate you. If you haven't gotten my book, Fasting to Freedom, I suggest that you read that because filling your mind with this kind of these kind of thoughts all the time is exactly what you need to motivate you instead of, you know, listening to the news or staying on Facebook or whatever you're going to do. Fill your mind with these kind of thoughts and you'll take yourself to the next level. You have to. You have to, Chantel. I just want, I want to touch on that because yeah. I was literally watching a daily, you know, this Vlad, who I followed really closely through this process. I was watching him daily. He did an hour, like hour, hour and a half live stream every day, you know, talking about different stages of the fast and things like that. And it's like, you have to get that encouragement. I didn't do it with a church, with a corporate fast. I did it on my own, you know? So if you have a, a church and a group of people who you can do it with, like at the same time, he, so he did it back in um, earlier this year in 2023 in January. So I was watching his replays. So I didn't do it with anyone else. I only did it on my own and just watched source material to keep me inspired. And I would not, I don't, I don't think I would have been able to do it confidently knowing that it can be done unless I had seen other people do it and and share about that. And so just what what the the power of, of testimony is, people who've been where you are and have gone where you want to go, you know, like that's a, a big key in mentorship as well as like finding and surrounding yourself with people who who like have been where you are and have taken the steps and can show you the pathway to get to where you want to go. So uh, 100%, find that source material to keep yourself inspired and encouraged whatever your challenge is, whether it's business or fasting or relationships, like soak yourself in that and make that your dominant environment, your dominant conversation. And don't allow doubt, pessimism, other people trying to talk you out of it, uh, you know, like discomfort, pain, right? Pain is a part of life. Like 
and, and, you know, pain, suffering, these things. Like, I think that there is a level of suffering when we give up our, our fleshly desires, our fleshly attachments to seek something greater, to seek a spiritual, uh, you know, gift and, and blessing. So there is pain and it is suffering, but you embrace it and you have that patience to endure. That's another great commandment in the Bible is like, develop that patience through, you know, crawling through the fields of, gra- of glass, you know, sometimes that's what it's like in life, but you just got to keep going. And because on the other side of that is the blessing, is the reward, is the treasure. Mm, so good. Well, this has been amazing. I've had so much fun talking with you. Tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm active on Facebook and Instagram, mostly as far as following. So uh, just search Christopher Colin Burns and uh, I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. And then, yeah, just get in contact with me there. I have a website, Men Mastermind. I did men co- men's coaching, things like that. But I really love working with visionaries and, and entrepreneurs who have a big vision and dream. I'm at the phase now where I want to really be selective with the type of people I work with and and people who are you know spirit-filled, who are driven, who want to make a big impact and legacy, but either they're stretched too thin and they just don't have that capacity to do all the things and and they need they don't love tech usually. They don't love building out funnels and they're not a tech geek. I, I you know, I love technology and making these things happen. So uh, if you have a vision and you want to bring it to the world and and you already have momentum, you already have you know, the business is going ideally already. Um, I, I'm here for you, here to encourage and support you, help you bring that vision into reality. I love it. Well, you guys stay tuned. We've got another episode coming up in just a few. Bye-bye for now. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.